Let's achieve something today. Let's achieve something today. How about you? Have you have you been looking forward to achieving something today? I'd love to sit here and gloat and tell you that I have achieved a lot or not achieved a lot, but it depends on what you're looking to do. You know, biting off more than you can chew, we are definitely notorious for that. And this last weekend, I am super proud to tell everybody that I started achieving the electrical in our basement. And today, you know, I achieved a lot of things at work and going home. Hope to wind down the night achieving good conversation. <laughs> Is that achievement? I have no idea. Sometimes just uh, friendship and kinship with your family and just making it a good evening at home by being in each other's presence. That truly is achieving family greatness. So it's definitely not to be overlooked in my book. If you do that on a regular basis, God bless you. But uh, achieving things, um, well, pretty soon we're going to have to really start looking at how we do things, I'll say that for sure. Um, <clears throat> I work for a company that uh, distributes product, and with the fuel prices doing what they are doing, it's actually a very healthy thing for the company, but this is making us tighten our belt, and this is making us really look at where we are going and what we are doing and why we are doing it. Welcome to the Poultry Homestead Podcast, everybody. Podcast, everybody. I am certainly glad you are here. And I'm talking to you. Yes, you listening to this podcast right now. Um, well, uh, today I was going to be talking about brooder setups and what you're looking to do. What is the point of a brooder? Well, first thing I will tell you is if you have a hen that hatched a bunch of chicks, you don't need a brooder. Because likely uh, it hatched a bunch of chicks out during uh, some of the better weather of your seasons. Like ours right now certainly not brody and if we left a bunch of eggs in there they would definitely not hatch because they would probably freeze and break before a hen could ever even think about uh, brooding them or incubating them and brooding the uh, young ones but um, my brooder set up from my incubator I'll tell you exactly what I did so I have a steel stock tank because, um, well, the plastic is a thermal break, but the steel, once you get it hot, especially the silvery steel, it seems to reflect and hold that heat in there pretty well, especially when I cover it with shavings. So that is one reason that I'm using that one. And the steel stock tank has straight walls on the side, so it gives my chicks more area to bounce around and look around and just a little bit more square footage of area for those chicks to 
hammer around in. So in our barn, it's an unheated barn, but we are in a relatively heated pig stall that I have the brooder in. I have heat lamps out for the pigs because it's winter. You know, I just have a nice warm spot for the pigs. Um, so it's kind of a windproof, somewhat heated area. And <clears throat> um, I have a 250 watt bulb inside that tank. And with that 250 watt bulb, I have a tank cover made out of a wooden frame and hardware cloth so the light goes through the middle of it, the, the lamp, heat lamp. And I'm, this time I'm using one of those red heat lamp bulbs. I've never used one of those before, but it, it seems to work really well so far for the pigs. And uh, it looks like a light that you could actually sleep under. It's not like um, make your eyeballs bloodshot, totally big time light as the sun light all the time. You know what I mean? So I'm hoping this kind of works out for us and we'll see how the chicks do with it. I guess I've, a lot of people use them. I saw them at a, at a store one time and I thought it was kind of counter, counterintuitive at the feed store because you want light on the chicks and you want everybody to see every detail of the baby chicks bouncing around so they buy them. Uh, but there are some feed stores, they just use the red lamp and they still get their chicks all bought up, so whatever. Um, anywho, um, we are currently brooding 12 chicks. And that is basically our brooder setup. I have a one gallon water set up on one end, which I don't know if I really need a gallon water, but I got a gallon water set up over there. And then I have one of those little mason jar, um, probably got six or seven spots, little round feeders uh, set up that you use a bottle to feed them into. And that particular setup um, they're kind of getting feed all over the place, so I might actually have to put that up a little bit. You know, get it up off the ground a little bit, so then that way they don't uh, get that feed all over the darn place. And so they don't get uh, shavings and stuff in their water. There's also a possibility that I'll have to be putting their water up on blocks soon. I'm just letting the chicks get their first week of life in order and giving them extremely ready access to food and water. Then I'll change it a little bit. In about three to four weeks, they're gonna be going out with the other chickens. So you know what that means? They're gonna be fully feathered, and then I'll boot them out of there. But right now, everything's fine the way it is. We're good, and the chicks are happy, you know? I'll, you know, tweak it a little bit, you know, to, to, make, to make less waste later. There's also another uh, I mean, everybody, I went into one lady's shop uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, one of our local homesteaders, and she had a plastic tank with a heat lamp. You know how they come with those clamps? It was clamped on, pointed into the little plastic Rubbermaid tote deal, a little bit of pine shavings in the bottom, and food and water. Um, those clamps really scare me. I don't want my heat lamp to fall down 
and I don't want my heat lamp to start a fire in a building that I have all our animals in and it could wipe us out. Um, that really bugs me. So I'm not going to do that. Um, but there is kind of a really neat, innovative deal. It's like a little hot plate that you put in your brooder and the chicks actually get underneath it to get warm like they do underneath their mother naturally. And I've thought about something like that, but the only problem with that is that the kids don't see the chicks and they don't get to, you know, fart around with them or whatever, you know, and see them bouncing around and you can't, you know, see them. You know, you would never sell chicks that way because nobody would know that you had any because they'd all be under the lamp, you know. And it kind of gets them used to the outside world when they're not under the lamp and uh, whatever. But, I mean, those of you who are using a cardboard box and you're clamping the lamp to it, all I say is that for safety measures, just make sure your lamp cannot fall anyway into the shavings. Like buy maybe a little piece of wire or something and wire it to the lamp so that if it ever fell, it would either lean against something that is like concrete or non-flammable or non-combustible or uh, get uh, hook it onto something so it would never touch something or like the kids could hang from it and it would literally break before it would ever have a hot lamp down on pine shavings. Many a people and many a farmers have burnt down their favorite shed with a heat lamp on chickens or chicks for that matter. Big safety issues. So that is one thing that I definitely, definitely am going to emphasize. But long story short, there's many other brooder setups that you can use. There's many safe brooder setups. There's actually brooder setups that they sell that are pre-made in the store. Uh, you know, for a small price, you can just have a little wall deal set up and you just take the chicks and throw them in there and then you have your little heat lamp and your little waterer and your all this other shit. And it works great because it's made for it and it's collapsible so it doesn't take up room. You know what I mean? Sold in a, like a kit. And you can use that every year as long as you live and to your heart's delight. So that's not that bad of an idea. I mean, I just like having these big stock tanks because you know what? When we order meat birds, we're going to have a lot of them. And we need a big, big brooder. <laughs> so that's, that's just how we roll. And then this pig stall will be a giant brooder uh, come summertime. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm really looking forward to watching this these chicks grow. Uh, my daughter's already got a few of them named. Very good looking. Many different breeds. Uh, I got a lot of Freedom Rangers out of this bunch. I did. I got a lot of Freedom Rangers out of this bunch, so I'm very happy about that. Um, a couple, uh, about oh, three or four days ago, I did have a Freedom Ranger hen die. You know, they're kind of a bigger chicken. They're not really made to keep alive. Uh, but I did get some hatching eggs out of them. And uh, right now, you know, if they did end up kicking the bucket, whatever. But I was really impressed with this Freedom Ranger chicken. And I was very happy uh, as to how many eggs that they laid and where they got us. So, you know, 
are they worth it? Yeah, of course they are. You know, I mean, as farm animals, we find ourselves very pleased with what we have, even though they might not make a lot of money. But you know what? To me, uh, just the camaraderie and the um, the 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 farming aspect of it is definitely worth it. There are aspects on the farm that we do make money at, and there are also aspects of the farm that we absolutely do not make money at. Uh, it's up to you what you want, how much you want to make, and how hard you want to work at it. Right on, right on. So anyway, think about your brooder setups after you hatch your eggs, or uh, all that stuff I said about hatching, forget it, and buy your chicks at the feed store. They're way more likely to be hens than if you hatch them all. So, something to think about anyway. But anyway, God bless you all. Thank you for listening today. I sure appreciate it. God dang it. What a good, good spring that we are going to have. I mean, next week, temperatures in the 50s around here. At least that's the forecast. We can't promise that right now because that's 10 days out. But I mean, temperatures in the 50s and uh, sunny? Where do I sign up? And how much do I owe whoever made that happen? Anyway, thank you for tuning in today. I sure appreciate it. If you wanted to connect with me about any of the subject matter in this podcast whatsoever, my email is ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com. And, uh, yeah, challenge yourself today a little bit. You know, you can always be triumphant, as long as you do a little something each day. Anyway, better get rocking. I love you all, and thank you for listening. Anyway, have a good one.